A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. Hey, did you know Bluff Country is located in Mondovi? And it's your locally owned hometown feed and seed supplier. Whether it's your pet or your business, they have the products and service that you need. They even offer agronomy services from seed to fertilizers and chemicals and even feed and forage sampling. Bluff Country Feed and Seed is your hometown feed and seed supplier. To learn more about Bluff Country, check out their website at bluffcountryfs.com. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed. Wax 104.5, good morning to you. It's a Monday morning here at Wax. And Kristen Smith with you and Jill Welke. Good morning, Jill. Good morning. So we just played Old Red, Blake Shelton. Fabulous song. When you hear that song, what do you think of? <laughs> it's not a trick question, I promise. I think of the way the world leads you, and you are led in ways that you can't always control. This is a love story in my eyes. Yeah. You know, you, yeah. You know Old it Red def- came up, they hooked him up with a lady, and he, he went, instead of, you know, career, he went with love. Yeah. You know, he's supposed to keep all the prisoners in check, and he didn't. He went with the woman. And it's Valentine's Day. So this, to me, is a love song. We'll go with that. <laughs> it is a Monday morning here at Wax, and it is Valentine's Day, so happy Valentine's Day to you. And if you are in some boat that some people are where they do not like Valentine's Day, <clears throat> Jill, um, that's okay, too. You know, maybe we will have a bitter day, you know, but we had great p- prices coming up on the markets this morning. I mean, milk, oh, awesome prices there. We'll be talking about that a little bit later on. It was just a, a good, good market report this morning. I'm really excited to tell everyone about it. Jill, how was your weekend? Did you stay out of trouble? Well, I had the wax farm truck, so my goal is to not get in trouble when I'm driving the wax farm truck. That's that's always a good goal to have. Yeah, don't get in trouble while driving the wax farm truck. Um, I never did. I always kept it on the road, you know, between the ditches. Always was good. Yep. Yeah. Well, and I took it to church yesterday, so it gives uh, church people something to talk about, too. Oh, yes. Yep, they're praying for you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you are just getting up and out and about, guess what? We got some snow on the overnight. Not too much. A good dusting, maybe, I don't even know, not even a half inch, I wouldn't think. Uh, The roads were pretty covered, but it's not very much. It's pretty poofy. Poofy? Poofy snow on Valentine's Day. Okay, poofy. So we have some snow out there, but just be careful, especially on those side roads. We had that snow, and then it froze and got nasty cold, so there's ice underneath. So just be careful driving about this morning, especially on those side roads and intersections, but the main roads were pretty well clear. We're looking at a high today of 17 degrees, mostly cloudy. Right now, we're at negative 3 with the windshield, but a 7-degree temp. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. There is some snow out there this morning, so please be careful if you're out and about and just getting going. Side roads are a little slick, so just keep an eye on that. Right now, we're at, like I said, negative 3 degrees with the wind chill. The kids will have a great day going to school. Valentine's Day, so when you get home, make sure that you go through all their snacks 
because you know they're going to get a whole bunch today at school. Right now, we got some Garth Brooks on Valentine's Day. Long neck bottle. Five o'clock on a Monday morning, Valentine's Day. Hopefully, you're not hitting that long neck bottle at this time in the morning. It's a little tad early. I know they say it's five o'clock somewhere, but it's it's five a.m. Let's wait till five p.m., shall we? But it is five o'clock on. 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. Let's check in this morning with some news. NBC News Radio, I'm Trey Thomas. A Super Bowl celebration in Los Angeles is getting out of hand. Huge crowds have taken over streets in the downtown area, even forcing some freeway off-ramps to shut down. Some were seen jumping on a truck and spray-painting a bus, while others set off fireworks in the middle of traffic. Police declared an unlawful assembly and are working to clear everyone out. The Rams beat the Bengals last night 23-20 to in their home stadium. More Americans are leaving Ukraine as the White House warns a Russian attack could happen at any moment. The U.S. already ordered all non-emergency embassy staff to leave, and everyone else will be evacuated today or tomorrow. More than a dozen nations have also told their citizens to leave immediately. Ukraine's leader is urging calm, even as his country is reportedly surrounded on three sides by more than 130,000 Russian troops. New developments overnight on the Olympic controversy surrounding a Russian figure skater. The 15-year-old has been cleared to continue competing after testing positive for a banned drug weeks before the Games began. A top sports court also ruled she can keep her gold medal from last week's team event, where she made history with a quad jump. American Airlines is blaming an unruly passenger for an emergency landing in Missouri. The flight left Los Angeles yesterday for D.C. when a man allegedly trying to break into the cockpit and open an exit door. One witness says a flight attendant hit him over the head with a coffee pot while others restrained him. You're listening to NBC News Radio. <laughs> hit him over the head with a coffee pot? Well, Jill, that's one way to, I guess, stop somebody from being an issue on a plane. I sure hope Bob's <laughs> flight isn't that eventful. <laughs> I, I mean, she would have to be super tall to hit him over the head with a coffee pot. Yeah, I... I, I don't would, see Bob causing problems, though. I don't either. But, no. you know, the group he's growing with, maybe there'll be somebody in there that gets a little worked up. Yeah, never know. I mean, but, gosh, I mean, you know, you think about it, you're on a plane, you're midair... And with everything we've seen and heard, you don't know what to expect these days. So, I mean, it's a handy-dandy weapon. I mean, what do women back in the day used to use? Their skillet. Hit your husband over the head if he didn't get you a Valentine's Day present. That's how it was done. Just that, you know, that iron skillet, they come in pretty handy. Exactly. They are good at killing spiders, too. (laughs) I'll leave that one up for you. I don't like spiders. I will kill them. I don't care if it's Valentine's Day, Christmas. Doesn't matter. I kill spiders. So you're not in the catch and release mode then? No, no. Spiders in the in the house, they're dead. I that just nah. So how do you do when you see those big spiders on the tomato plants? I grab a Swiffer because they're super long, and I whack them with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I daddy long legs. I'm fine with because they can't bite you. Anything else? They're they're gone. <laughs> So there you go. An interesting morning to start everything <laughs> off. Let's talk about how we kill spiders. <laughs>
We've got a busy morning here at Wax. We're going to be talking about some new leadership. The DNR, they had a big announcement last week. Some people are already aware of, but we're going to touch base on that. And then Rural Mutual Insurance. So we got a busy morning coming up. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, our conversation just took a turn in here from killing spiders to mice. And Jill, we were just kind of talking about little mice. And I made the comment, I like the cute ones with the round ears. The, the deer mice. They got the cute round ears. Those are cute. But then there's the pointy-eared ones that look like little demons, and I don't like those. Well, I just rolled my eyes because I'm like, I never really looked at the mouse far quick (laughs) enough and, you know, really analyzed it to see that their ears were round or (laughs) straight or whatever we got going. I just, oh, you're a rodent. Find the cat. Well, and it only reminded me when we were talking about, you know, killing spiders is there was a mouse or a mole or something ran out in my car, the like in front of my car as I was driving down the road. And the kids were like, oh, mom, did you hit it? I'm like, no, no, he squeaked right on back. He went back through. But, <laughs> oh, yeah, he was dead. <laughs> but I mean, what am I going to do? Swerve the car for some kind of a mouse? I didn't see its ears. So it was, I'm guessing it was the pointy eared one. Oh, I'm sure it was. Uh, yeah. You know, they're just not as desirable around, so we just, yeah. you know. Exactly. And the critters were out this morning, too. No mice that I saw, but I did see a fox and a couple deer. Uh, I didn't see. I was looking at the snow. <laughs> looking at the but snow. But I am one to say that I, I will slow down and swerve for those rabbits. Yes. I have a soft spot for the rabbits mm-hmm. in it, you know. I hit a rabbit one time, told my brother... He came in the barn as we were doing chores with a four-leaf clover in a funeral procession. <laughs> oh, yeah. We well, never lived that one down. At least he, he really had the rabbit in mind. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. He was thinking, oh, poor rabbit. No, he was making me feel bad. <laughs> and I even moved over in the other lane so that I didn't hit it and it jumped in front of my car. So I say it was a kamikaze rabbit. Oh, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a suicidal, bouncing bunny. But you know what the fun part is? Those streaked gophers... Yes. Those are kind of fun to see if you can catch one of them. (laughs) Especially on the four-wheeler. You know you're right there. Oh, man. All right. We got to quit talking about animals here. (laughs) Let's talk about the weather we've got going on. We're looking at a high today of 17 degrees. It's going to be a mostly cloudy day. Tonight, the clouds are going to stick around. We're looking at 2. Tomorrow, ooh, it's going to feel like a heat wave. 31 degrees with some clouds. Tomorrow night, it's going to be at 27 degrees. Wednesday, kicking off the Marshfield Farm Show, it's going to be 31 degrees. And then it looks like it's going to get colder on Thursday and then warm back up on Friday. Temperatures around the area right now, we've got Medford at 1 degree, Rice Lake at 8, Wausau at 2, Green Bay at 8, Marshfield at 4, La Crosse and Madison are both at 10 degrees, Milwaukee's at 14, right now we're at 7, but with the wind chill, it feels like negative 3. And we've got your morning markets, those are coming up next. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We are almost 10 minutes after the 5 o'clock hour, and Jill and I just had a call. A gentleman, you know, speaking of running things over, they were on a road trip somewhere and ran over a diamondback rattlesnake. And the wife said to him and said, well, go under the car and check. And he didn't do it. <laughs> just I don't not, blame him. Yeah, not mm. that devoted to finding. I I'd be right. Th- I'm no. No. I, I mean, anything that that wiggles like that across the road. I mean, I'm surprised he didn't just put it reverse back up, run it over, go forward again. <laughs> that would be me. Oh man, could you imagine a rattlesnake? Ah. No, no thanks. We'll run them over too. <laughs> 
Well, it is that time of the morning to kick off the markets. And markets are, this morning will be brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Jill, kick us off. What's going on? Fed beef steers are 135 to 145 with mixed at 70 to 134. Choice fed beef heifers are 132 to 144 with mixed at 1 to 131. Choice fed Holstein steers are 106 to 128 with selects at 1 to 105. Cows are 57 to 75 with a top of 88. Bulls are 80 to 109. Butcher hogs are 54 to 60 and a half. Sows are 56 to 63 and three quarters. Boars are 20 to 27 and a half. New crop market lambs are 225 to 242. Old crop market lambs are 190 to 215. Feeder lambs are 255 to 370. Excellent. Thanks so much, Jill. And looking at the Mercantile Exchange, we've got live cattle for February at 141.87. That's down 47 cents. April's at 146.17, down 70. June is at 141.12, down 47 cents. Feeder cattle for March is at 166.22. That's down 50 cents. April's at 170.70, down a dollar five. May's at 174.75, down a dollar twelve. Lean hogs for February is at 90.50. That's up 32 cents. April's at 102.22, down a dollar twenty. May is at 106.40, down a dollar thirty. And looking at the Chicago Board of Trade, we had your March corn down two at 6.48. March oats were up nine at 7.59. March beans down seven at 15.75. March soybean meal was down four dollars and ten cents to four fifty two fifty a ton. March wheat up a penny at seven ninety eight. Looking at the dairy side, barrel cheese up five and a quarter cent to a dollar ninety one. Your blacks blocks were up three quarters cent to a dollar ninety and three quarters. Your double A grade butter was up seventeen and three quarters cent to two seventy five and a half. And your class three futures for February up six at twenty eighty. March up 57 cents to 22.68, April up 39 cents to 22.94, May up 35 to 22.54, June up 15 to 22.25, and the markets continued upward trending into 2023. So I'm pretty happy with those dairy markets. Those dairy markets sure did make a rebound from last yes, week. Yes, excellent, excellent. Well, and again, this morning's markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance and Jill. Tell me a little bit about the news today. We are talking about Rural Mutual Insurance. Okay, for the sixth year in a row since Rural Mutual Insurance established its Kind Farm Dividend Program, the company's board of directors declared a 5% dividend on all eligible farm policies for the 2021 farm policy holder holders. Back in 2017, Rural Mutual Insurance became the first Wisconsin-based insurance company to offer its farm policyholders a dividend. And over the past six years, Rural Mutual has paid out over $15 billion to Wisconsin farmers as part of this program. Based on the company's positive operating results, an estimated $2.8 million will be paid out in 2022 when you renew your farm policy. Farmers will start to receive their dividend checks in early February. Excellent news. That's pretty good stuff there. I like that. Well, and again this morning, the markets are brought to you by... Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Wisconsin winters are a polarizing experience. You either love them or you want to leave them. Be sure to enter the Rural Mutual Insurance Love It or Leave It sweepstakes, where each week you can win prizes by voting for the things you love and dread about winter. Visit us at RuralMutual.com to vote. Rural 
Wax 104.5, celebrating farm director Bob Bosold as the leader in Wisconsin farm broadcasting for 45 years. Hey, congratulations, Bob, from Greg and I and the crew at Tree and Livestock Market on your 45 years at Wax. How cool is that? And your dedication to the farming community. It has been a real joy doing the market reports with you over the years in the morning and, of course, our many conversations about the Packers. Congratulations again on a great 45 years. Congratulations, Bob, on 45 great years as Wisconsin's premier voice in agriculture on Wax 104.5. And congratulations again to Mr. Bob Bosold. On 45 years today, he's been at WAX. And he he was actually kind of bummed that he could not be here today. But uh, he's heading to Hawaii again. So I don't know how bummed he really was. We're sitting here with snow and he's going to sandy beaches and 85 degree weather. So. Well, and he talked about layering up, so now he's just oh, going to yeah. layer up with his sunblock. He yeah, had to go buy exactly. some here on Friday. <laughs> but we do have a little something from Bob that he left with us, so we'll be hearing from him right now. Good morning, and I was planning to be here at the shank of the day to help with some of the chores this morning, because it is a special day for me, as I think you've heard over the past uh, week, maybe two weeks, whatever the case may be, but today... My 45th year starts on wax. I started here on Valentine's Day, 1977. My hair was a different color. My belly wasn't so big. (laughs) And I was a lot more agile, so to speak, than I am now. But I still enjoy getting up every morning and uh, every morning that I do work. And I do enjoy coming in and being on the air and sharing the stories of agriculture and some of the fun we have with the folks that we deal with on the air on a regular basis and uh, during our interviews, whether they be market reporters or 4-H and FFA members. Over the years, it's uh, been a wonderful run. It's not over yet. It's not over yet. But I do want to thank uh, all of you that are out there every morning and have been for a long, long time because uh, without you, it wouldn't be near as much fun. The last year or two has been kind of a struggle for all of us with COVID. We've had to cancel meetings, had to cancel our many dairy breakfasts, June dairy breakfasts, which I dearly love to attend on the farm. And there's uh, not a day goes by, I can really say, that I've had in 45 years that I have not enjoyed being part of the farm family here of WAX because it's been a wonderful family and I just enjoy talking to so many people. I love face-to-face conversations. I'm not a big phone conversationalist. I get chewed out all the time by, uh, well, you don't talk on the phone very much, no. If I can't look into your eyes and talk to you, it's not near as much fun. But again, it's been a wonderful run for 45 years, and I appreciate all the uh, positive, uh, complimentary comments that folks have sent along and uh, wishing me congratulations and good luck in the future. And I said, there, there's still a future. We're not gone yet. We're just gone today. We're getting on, as I said, we're getting on the bus right about now at holiday vacations, heading to the Minneapolis airport, heading to Hawaii. 
By the time we get off that plane later on today, it'll be probably an 80, 90 degree difference from what it is right here in Eau Claire. But we'll be back in a couple of weeks and back on the air as we work from year 45 to year 46. I want to thank Kristen and Jill for uh, helping out as they have and will continue to do. Lots more to do. Lots of chores to do this morning. So we'll let uh, Kristen and Jill do the chores. But again, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Without you, I would not be here 45 years and uh, who knows how many more. But however many that is, we'll enjoy every morning that that we are with you. With that, I will say thank you and aloha. Thank you so much, Bob. And we look forward to many more years with Mr. Bosold because... He's just plain fabulous, right? He is. He's so fun. I think he was really excited to be going on this trip and, you know, but at the same time, it's bittersweet. He's happy, but, uh, you know, he just wants to be with us. That's the main thing. Well, yeah, and I think he really enjoyed his uh, (laughs) circus explosion of balloons on Friday. Oh, definitely. Well, we got to get back to work here. We've got morning chores to do. The cows aren't going to milk themselves. And, Bob, we're actually going to be hearing from him again. He had a chance to speak with Sean Connolly. So we're going to be hearing from Bob and seeing what he has to all say. Sean Connolly is with us now, and Sean is our state soybean and small grain specialist. And, uh, Sean, as we sit here the the first part of February, you got to have a smile on your face. Are we going to be buying more soybean acres this year because of uh, what's going on in the marketplace price-wise and the fertilizer prices that affect corn? I woke up this morning and saw a lot of these markets closed at 1359 beans, and I'm like, hopefully the people weren't sitting at the bar at Corn Soy. They were selling some beans because it's, it's crazy. And, you know, I saw some preliminary uh, acreage estimates at $90 million. I'll be shocked if we don't hit at least 94 million acres of soybeans, just given the supply chain issues, given the, the cost of, of nitrogen at being almost like a buck a pound, depending on where you buy it, uh, and you know the profitability of soybean. If you can afford you know, market $13.50, $14 bills, even with the supply and input costs being higher, you can still make money on beans. So it's, it's going to be a crazy year, and we're going to buy a lot of beans in 2022. How much over 2 million acres do you expect will be in Wisconsin? So our previous record was a little about like 2.2 million. I expect us to be, we'll probably plant somewhere around 2.3 to 2.4 million acres, I would guess, next year. So that's a, you know, if we go up 400,000 acres in a state like Wisconsin, that's a pretty significant um, increase in acres. And I think part of that is going to, we're going to be buying acres that are beans on beans. So farmers need to think about, you know, altering their management strategy just to make sure you don't get a big yield hit when you grow second-year soybeans on top of each other. So what are those decisions they've got to be thinking about making beans on beans? The first one is really make sure you have a plan for weed control. And and by that, again, I go back to this whole question we have related to the supply chain issues and the cost of inputs, especially uh, the herbicide availability out there in the marketplace. So farmers should, number one, invest in genetics that have multiple traits attached to them. I don't care if it's an E3 bean, Extend Flex bean, LLGT27, just something that gives farmers an effective mode of action against water hemp. Because most of our water hemp acres out there have some level of resistance. So that's, that's number one. Invest in high-yielding genetics that give you options. Um, secondly... We also have to know that usually at this time when we're going beans on beans, we're going to have bigger disease-related issues. So pick a very defensive bean. Uh, make sure you have a good seed treatment package on there to, for the, the pathogens that would affect your roots on the, on the soybean side of things. So that's going to be key. Thirdly, or I guess fourth after the Gen X question, 
is make sure you put enough fertilizer out there, specifically potassium. We had record production. Uh, last year was our highest production across Wisconsin at 114 million bushels. So that means we delivered a lot of fertilizer to the elevator mm -hmm. in the terms of seed. Roughly an 80 bushel uh, soybean crop will deliver just under 100 bushels of fertilizer equivalent K2O. So make sure you have that in the mix or at least the plan that you put enough uh, potassium fertilizer out there to understand that you delivered 100 pounds of it to the elevator in 2021. And as you mentioned, 80 bushel soybeans uh, a couple of years ago, people have said you're crazy. But these genetics have really, really come up. I mean, a few years ago, you couldn't uh, grow soybeans north of central Wisconsin. Things have changed. Yeah, if you looked at our plots on uh, with uh, Tony Melanthin up north of Menominee there, I believe that variety trail averaged just over 80 bushels per acre. So that means if you're averaging over 80, you're going to have some touch in the low, high 80s or low 90s. And if you go to southern Wisconsin, at our Platteville location, which is on farm with another really good farmer, we had 23 varieties go 100 bushels or more. That is just crazy to me. That just lets us know north to south, east to west, we have the genetics to hit that 80 to 100 bushels uh, yield plateau, not plateau, but that yield uh, mark. We just have to make sure we manage the soybeans accordingly to get us there. And Sean, this is a, uh, a learning experience, uh, seems like every year. And you being a researcher in Madison and, and the leader in soybeans in Wisconsin, but at the Corn Soy Expo, you were looking for help. You wanted farmers to uh, share some information with you. What kind of information have you been seeking? Because I think you're still looking for it. But uh, tell us about uh, what kind of information you want from farmers to share about their soybean growing practices. Yeah, thanks, Bob. What we have is this project funded through the North Central Soybean Research Program, which is your checkoff dollars at work. And what we're really trying to do is take the next step in terms of being able to actually provide a prescription management strategy for every acre of soybeans in Wisconsin. And five, eight years ago, I would have thought that's out of the question. But we've, over the last six, seven years, have made some significant advancements with our computing power, with our ability to uh, work with farmers and get grower data. And what this is really built off is the farmer's willingness, and I would say for that matter, trust, to basically provide us data. Uh, the one that we jumped off from is we actually were able to work and get data, like all the management data, from You're talking everything from uh, seed treatments to tillage to uh, all fertilization. You want all of it. Yeah, that's right, Bob. All of it. We got all of it from the Sir Mitchell Project, and we had over 600,000 acres of data. So that's just crazy. No one has that much. We're able to pull out some cool things, but we didn't quite have the capacity then with that database to get us to that site-specific. And I think now we built a simple online tool that you can find on uh, www.coolbean.info that you can just go and enter that data, uh, give us some yield information. If you're willing to upload a yield monitor files, that'd be great. Uh, it's not uh, mandatory, but it helps us out a lot. And then at the end, for those early adopters and those farmers that actually worked with us and provided us information, uh, we're going to be able to let them get first access to this tool that, again, conceptually will be they go in, they click um, a point on Google Maps, they drop a pin in that field, and then they just enter a little bit of data about what management practices they're willing to play with, and they hit run, and then we will basically spit out to them some options. Maximum yield, maximum profit, what are you really looking for on your farm? And I guess today, I think farmers have really switched from maximum yield to maximum profit, and I think that's where we all want to be, just what is the ROI on these inputs, and how can we best make the most money on a per acre basis? Are you starting to turn around that information already? And uh, can you share some of that with farmers at this point for, as you said, let's get maximum profit out there? So we do have one on-farm project. We are looking for growers that are willing to um, work with us. And what we do is we have kind of like a beta test process that we've been able to glean on the side that we can uh, develop these treatments for farmers that are put out there. And it's, again, what do you normally do on your field? What is our 
our algorithm or where's our computer program suggest will give you maximum yield and maximum profit. And basically what we're trying to do is find enough growers across the state just to try it and see if we can break it. Because you know, that's how you find errors. That's how you make the model better. So the more data we get, the more information that goes into the model, the better the output is. And that just benefits all farmers in Wisconsin. For those who weren't at the Corn Soy Expo, is there a way to download that survey and they can fill it out and send it to you? Yeah, the simplest way to do is just go to uh, my website, www.coolbean.info, go under the research practices uh, part of it, and then you can just go and just click on a hot link and then you can just fill in the data. So it's pretty pretty simple, straightforward, probably takes 10 to 20 minutes depending on, on how, how well you recall information or you dig into the files. The video is pretty quick and again, it's just a great opportunity to be you know, a part of this community science that we talk about. You know, we, we hear about this, we see it, but as a farming community, it gives us a, a good opportunity to share data. And what I always come back with is, you know, we collect information on cover crops. We collect information on production practices. And I like to be able to use this information that if, say, a regulatory body came to your watershed and said, you need to do X, either go no-till, uh, use a cover crop, whatever that may be, if you don't have any data to be able to say, well, if I do that, I'm going to lose two or three bushels per acre, then you're kind of stuck. So again, another use of this technology or this information we get is something I call informed pushback. Mm-hmm. And you'd be as a farmer like, fine, you want me to do practice Z, whatever that may be, it's going to cost me two bushels of acre. Are you going to pay for that? Who's going to reimburse me as a farmer? And I think that's where, again, not just getting the, max, uh, the, the yield or the uh, management information to maximize profit, but it gives farmers information back to deliver to their local community, communities and say, hey, we are doing a good job. This is what happens if we make these production change, changes. And I think that's good, and it opens up the lines of communication between you, the farmer, who's frankly less and less of us every day, and the consumer or your neighbor. And that's, that's a win-win for everybody involved. And again, that's Sean Connolly wrapping up the Corn Soy Expo. And, Jill, if they want to hear more about the Corn Soy Expo and Sean Connolly's report today, where can they go? We have a podcast now that we have. Where is that? And tell everyone how they can get there. We do have a podcast. And I sort through and I throw out the commercials so you don't have to hear those again. But you go to Wax the WAX website, and you click on Midwest Farm Report, and you slide on down to below Bob and my pictures, and the far- the podcast will be on there. Excellent. So pretty easy to find. That'll be up about, what, 6.30 or so? Yeah, 6.30 when I get to it. Excellent. Sounds good. Well, again, that was Sean Connolly talking about the wrapping up of the Corn Soy Expo that took place earlier this month in January, February-ish, somewhere in there. So, but we've got a busy morning. We've got Marcus coming up. We've got Rocky coming in from Premier Livestock. He's in next. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We're at 530 in the morning and it's time to check in with our morning markets. Let's head over to Premier Livestock and check in with Mr. Olson. Good morning, Rocky. Good morning. So we were talking off air. You didn't get your Valentine's gift ready yet. Well, I told you I had all day yet to get some. But you're supposed to surprise everyone in the morning when they wake up and, ta-da, honey, look what I got. Hey, she's not really a morning person, so... Well, uh, you could make yeah, her a morning I, I gotta, person. Got to give her the gifts in the evening, you know? Oh, there you go. And that way it gives you a little extra time to run to the store and get something on, like, sale? Is that the thing? Uh, hey, that's a good idea. <laughs> oh, boy. That. Wait till she hears me. <laughs> Might as well do it tomorrow, then. Oh, Wow. 
That's bad. It's, it's like Valentine's year round around here. Oh, oh, being married to you, I'm sure, right? I'm sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, Rocky, we can't talk about how fabulous you are all day. So catch us up. What's going on over at Premier? Uh, thank you, Kristen, and good morning, everyone. This is how last week's market shaped up here at Premier Livestock. Fed cattle traded much stronger last week. High choice and prime Holstein steers one twenty to one thirty five. Select and low choice a dollar five to a dollar nineteen. Choice beef steers and heifers from one twenty to one thirty eight. Market cows traded stronger. High yielding cows sixty nine to eighty five. Most cows fifty nine to sixty eight. Market bulls high yielding from ninety all the way up to a dollar nine fifty. Lower yielding bulls, 89 and down. Organic market cows sold every Monday steady. Most cows from 70 to 90. High yielding uh, heavyweight individuals from 91 to a dollar one. Low yielding and lightweight, 69 and down. Newborn Holstein bull calves continue strong demand, mostly from 85 to 215 per head. Beef calves, 150 to 380. Holstein heifer calves, 10 to 20. This week, we got a big week at Premier Tuesday. We have our special feeder cattle auction. Uh, we're also selling bred stock cows. Auction features two complete dispersals of bred stock cows. We have a herd of 47 uh, black and red Angus cows, bred Angus, Dufer Spring, very nice quality cows, very nice temperament. Herd number two. Uh, 25 Hereford and Black Baldy cows bred to registered Black Angus bulls due for spring. Uh, we're also expecting five to 600 head of feeder cattle. Then Wednesday, uh, 9.30 a.m., we have our hay auction. Hay auctions have been very large with excellent selection every week. Uh, then on Wednesday, 11 o'clock a.m., dairy cattle auction featuring many very fancy consignments of some supreme top Holstein uh, fresh cows. Uh, we have lots of groups of parlor freestall cows, but we have some very, very nice groups of tie stall cows for this week as well. Heard a herd of 40. Crossbred dairy cows, Jersey Cross, Swedish Red Cross, Normandy Crosses, uh, grazing adapted cows uh, that are all milking well and bred back due for fall. Also expecting close to 100 Holstein spring and heifers. Uh, this week we do have uh, about 30 of those heifers are fully registered with papers. Uh, check out more information on our website at premierlivestockandauctions.com. Give us a call, 715-229-2500. Uh, we are taking in consignments now for our spring machine auction we are going to take a bunch of pictures this week uh, for the online items and that auction is going to be march 25th we got lots and lots of equipment already consigned and we have 40 tractors already listed for that auction so we're looking forward to that if you got equipment best thing you can do is get it in our lot for uh best advertising so that's the way it's shaped up Kristen. sounds good you got a busy busy week we do all right well make sure you get some roses before they wilt for your lady and okay. maybe some chocolates or, you know, a cute little stuffed animal or something. Something let, sweet. Let, yeah, let me all know what all you got for oh. Valentine's Day. Oh, I got a new car. That's what I'm going to oh. tell you. <laughs> okay, well, that's, that's saying something. I, I didn't, but I'm just going to tell you I did. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> Have, Have a, good a good one, one. Rocky. Yeah, bye. There he goes. That's Rocky Olson over at Premier. And this morning's markets are brought to you by... Brought to you by Chippewa Valley Bean of Menominee. Chippewa Valley Bean loves working with our area farmers, and they want to say thank you. And they also want to make 2022 a great year for you with a crop of dark red kidney beans. Kidney beans are a high-value crop with a great return on investment and a great addition to any rotation. Chippewa Valley Bean would like to work with you in 2022 to bring value to your operation with a crop of kidney beans. If you want to talk about what Chippewa Valley Bean can do for you, give their agronomist Ben a call at 715-556-1930 or find them on the web at cvbean.com. That's cvbean.com.
Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it's time to check in this morning with some weather. Let's head over to our Skywarn 13 meteorologist, Mike Dandria, and see what's going on. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Kristen. How are we doing? We are doing fabulous, of course. Now, it is a very special day today. What would you get your fiancé? Uh, well, I got her a nice pat on the back. Wow. <laughs> we decided since we're getting married in September, we're going to forego uh, Valentine's Day gifts this year just because, well, weddings are expensive. <laughs> now, did she tell you that or did you come up with this? Believe it or not, it was her idea. Yeah, that's a trap. <laughs> Anytime a lady says, oh, honey, don't get me anything. That means secretly she's going, I really hope he does. And when she does, she'll be like, I feel bad. But secretly she's going to be like, yay, he loves me. Maybe I'll have to go pick up some flowers or something. I think, you know, for, for you know the sake of your hopeful wedding coming up, you should. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> but uh, otherwise, I mean, well, you know, the, the weather, I guess I got her some warmer weather. But, well, that's uh, good. Let's touch base on the weather. Yeah, not by much. But otherwise, uh, temperatures today climbing to about the upper teens. Now, tonight, we'll have some intervals of clouds and sun throughout the afternoon. But we'll have a... More clouds increasing later on as temperatures dip to around the low single digits. Setting up for a cloudy Tuesday, but temperatures will climb to the upper 20s. And we'll have a chance of some mixed precipitation going into Tuesday night. Setting up for an upside-down sort of day on Wednesday with temperatures starting out in the mid-30s, falling to the low 20s by the afternoon. And then by Wednesday night, we're back into the low single digits once again with mostly cloudy conditions. But the precipitation chances should be behind us at that point. Right now in Eau Claire, just some light snow, temperature of 7 degrees. I'm Skywarn 13 meteorologist Mike Dandria. Well, Mike, thank you so much. You have a happy Valentine's Day, and thank you for the warm weather. Thank you very much. You too. There he goes. That's our Skywarn 13 meteorologist Mike Dandria. And your Skywarn 13 weather is brought to you by Marquardt Motors. Marquardt Motors would like to thank their valued and loyal customers, their hardworking employees, and the surrounding community for making Marquardt Motors the largest General Motors dealership in the state of Wisconsin. Wax 104.5, celebrating farm director Bob Bosold as the leader in Wisconsin farm broadcasting for 45 years. Ooh, let me see, 1977. Well, I was in eighth grade. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings made their last appearance in a Super Bowl, which they lost. And Bob Bosold starts at Wax. Well, it would be about another seven years before I'd get a chance to work with Bob as an intern. And I haven't looked back since. I appreciate the guidance and love to be a part of the farm broadcasting world. Hey, I tell you what, Bob, why don't I put on my string bikini and we'll dance on the bar in Cleghorn. Remember that one? Happy anniversary, Bob. Congratulations, Bob, on 45 great years as Wisconsin's premier voice in agriculture on Wax 104.5. For those who work in acres... Not in hours. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, I don't think we need to be seeing anybody in bikinis. I don't know. <laughs> it might be an interesting day here at Wax. But it is that time of the morning. We got to check in with some news this morning. And good morning, Morgan. Catch us up. What's going on in the newsroom today? Well, good morning. Plugging back into a new week, we begin with headlines from our area and a sheriff in Polk County saying that alcohol may have been a factor in a deadly weekend snowmobile crash. Deputies say a 71-year-old man was thrown from his snowmobile about 11 Saturday morning. Investigators say the man was on a marked trail at the time, and the Wisconsin DNR is helping with that investigation. In other headlines from across our state, the man accused of running down more than 60 people at the Waukesha Christmas Parade wants his trial moved out of Waukesha. Daryl Brooks Jr. was in court on Friday 
He pleaded not guilty to homicide charges that he's facing and then asked for his trial to be moved. Police say Brooks killed six people in that parade attack. They have not yet announced a motive in the case. Brooks is being held on $5 million cash bond. Well, as discussions continue to swirl around a batch of electoral college votes cast by members of the Republican Party after the 2020 elections, the chairman of the state party says he wouldn't have stopped them. It's Paul Farrow that was talking with Channel 12's Upfront program, saying he approves of that effort. When I look at the decisions that they made with the support that they were going through with legal counsel. I think they made a good decision and we'll see how that continues to pan out. Farrell was not the Republican chairman at that time. A number of elected Democrats, including A.G. Josh Call and U.S. Congressman Mark Pocan, are calling for legal action against the, the 10 electors. On that note, when it comes to casting the vote and getting that little sticker for your shirt, after tomorrow, voters won't be able to use ballot drop boxes in Wisconsin. The state Supreme Court did rule that on-man drop boxes won't be allowed in the April or November elections. The court earlier gave voters one last election, and that's tomorrow's primary to avoid any confusion. But after that, the drop boxes will be dropped. Well, it seems Colby squeaked by. The push to name Colby as Wisconsin's official cheese took a big step forward. State Senator Kathy Brunier said the Senate Committee on Government Operation approved her plan on Friday. Brunier has tried for years to honor Colby cheese, but has run into opposition because there are, well, it's Wisconsin. So many cheeses that like to call the Dairyland home. She said she hopes that this is the year for her plan to make it through. Colby cheese, of course, originated in Colby back in 1885. And cheese wouldn't be a bad Valentine's gift at all, I think, in our state that uh, might even surpass chocolate right and maybe you stayed up for the big bowl game if you did then you already know that the rams are celebrating a victory and it's not just people on the ground the hollywood sign is going to light up for them as well new super bowl champs right trey the sign is being changed today to read rams house the los angeles rams beat the Bengals last night in their home stadium wide receiver cooper cup made the winning touchdown with only a minute 25 left in the game and was then named mvp the mayor says they can't wait to show off their la pride the sign will stay on display through wednesday i'm trey thomas and away from the west coast and back in the dairy land it's Kristen and jill in the midwest farm show that's getting you started now right after six o'clock today we'll see if alex remembers it's valentine's day right alex edwards in the wax morning show up and at you at a brand new week right here on wax 104.5 thanks so much morgan and hopefully he does get you something and if he doesn't well we'll have to just have a talk with him but we are about 18 minutes before six o'clock we've got a busy morning coming up the crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it's that time of the morning to check in with some markets. We're going to head over to the Equity Altoona Barn and check in with Jim Lindsay. Choice beef steers and heifers, $1.15 to $1.35. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers, $1.05 to $1.30. High-yielding choice and prime Holstein steers, $1.15 to $1.24. Choice Holstein steers, $1.05 to $1.14. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers, $1.04 and down. Top 20% of the cull cows sold from 67 to 77. We did top at 83 and a half. 60% of the cows sold from 52 to 66. The bottom 20% of the cows sold from 51 and down. Organic market from Tuesday. 80% of the organic cows sold from 80 to a dollar. The bottom 20% of the organic cows sold from 79 and down. Cull bulls sold from 65 to 90. Thin, full horn, and lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the 95-pound and up Holstein bull calves sold from 50 to $150 per head. Light and pork quality calves sold from $50 per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from $100 to $235 per head. 
We're now selling organic cattle on Tuesdays at the Altoona Market. Please have all cattle and appropriate paperwork to the barn by 11 a.m. the day of sale. Our next special feeder sale is Friday, February 18th. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to our upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104. To check out our early consignments, go to the Equity Livestock Market Consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. You too, Jim. Thank you so much. And since we're talking to the Equity Barns, let's head over to the Stratford Equity Barn and check in with Jerry Fitzgerald. Good morning, Jerry, and happy Valentine's Day. Well, Kristen, and a good morning to you, and happy Valentine's Day to you. But I uh, want to throw up. Uh, I ran across something this morning. There's a lot of creative people out there, a lot more creative than me. Yeah, this city uh, I saw this morning is uh, my nose is red, my fingers are blue. Winter, how about you? <laughs> Very cute. <laughs> well, yeah, that's I, I, not my creation, so I'm not going to take credit for that, but <laughs> Valentine's Day to everybody out there. And, uh, well, I guess um, be, uh, be as it is Valentine's Day, we still have marketing to do. So I guess uh, what we'll do is uh, tell folks about the sales schedule this week at Equity Stratford. We have a marketing week on tap. And on Monday morning, of course, we do get started at 9.30 a.m. with a uh, Market cows this morning. We sell fat cattle and the bulls this morning at eleven o'clock, eleven thirty this morning. We will get to the baby calves and just uh, look back last week. A very strong market on the cows and also good demand on the bull calves and on the beef calves. However, good demand on these heifer calves. And of course, we'll have new market numbers morning for that on Tuesday this week. Uh, we start at ten o'clock with the hay auction. Uh, hay auction. We already have small squares consigned for that. I know a lot of folks are looking for small squares. And so we do have a consignment of small squares for that hay sale on Tuesday. That will be tomorrow morning starting at 10. 11 o'clock tomorrow will be the dairy cattle auction, and we do have uh, springing heifers as part of the consignments for that sale. Uh, Wednesday we do start at 10. Also on Tuesday, just want to mention, uh, besides conventional market cows after the dairy sale, we sell organic market cows every Tuesday here at Equity Stratford. Our Wednesday auction does start at 10 o'clock, full marketing day on Wednesday. Putting market cows featuring fed cattle, of course, sheep, hog, and goats. The cattle sale Wednesday usually starts around noon, and our Thursday sale does start at 11 o'clock. So full marketing week on tap. Also invite you folks to take a look at our website. A lot of uh, information on there on upcoming sales here in March. A special dairy cattle sale on March 8th. A very, very top quality complete milking cow. We have for dispersal. We do have uh, also a special bread beef cow sale coming up here in just a couple of weeks. A lot of stuff going on in March, and folks to take a look at that. And also, uh, down the line a little bit, our annual district meeting for Equity Stratford will be also in March. So if you uh, are planning on attending that, these will be in person this year. That will be good. Uh, but you do have to uh, register at a time. Uh, there is a link on our website, uh, so... Uh, if you were planning on attending the meal, so I guess with all the stuff that's going on, they kind of like to know how many people are coming. So, anyway, Kristen, I would uh, a lot of equity uh, district meetings around. Are you planning on uh, coming to at least a couple of them, or are you too busy? Uh, between Jill and I, we should be able to make at least one, if not two. Yeah, well, of course, in our area, we do have the uh, the district meetings, Sparta and Stratford. So, uh, those dates are on the website, so you guys can check that out. That's all I have for this morning. Uh, again, We'll be back here tomorrow morning. Update on how the current market prices are uh, aspiring today, and you folks enjoy Valentine's Day. And we are going to are we going to hit twenty degrees today or seventeen? Oh, that's oh. all right. You 
nice day, and I uh, hope Bob has a good trip, too, because we have a, uh, this, of course, a milestone day for all folks that uh, have any connection to the farm show at all. So we want to congratulate Bob again, 45 years, uh, 1977. Uh, wow. It's uh, some, of us, some of us that are listening today weren't uh, present at 1977. Right? <laughs> no, uh, I can't. I'm an 83 edition. So, but Jerry, we got to get chores done. So I'll let you go, and we'll catch you tomorrow. Sounds good. Thank you, ladies. Thank you. <laughs> there he goes. That's Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Stratford Equity Barn. We've got more markets coming up next. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's time to check in with some more morning markets. Let's head over to the Thorpe Barn and check in with Michelle over at Terrine Livestock. Good morning, Michelle. Hey, good morning, Kristen. So you ready for Valentine's Day? You got your hubby something special, like a new truck or new trailer, you know? Not that big, but <laughs> I did get him something, so yes. <laughs> well, very good. We'll have I to catch, catch in with you later in the week and see what he got you, too. Yeah, no doubt. It's Excellent. a little early already in the morning to know, so. That's we'll true. In a little bit here. <laughs> yeah. Well, catch us up, Michelle. Mm-hmm. What's all going on over at Terrain Livestock? All right. Thank you, Kristen. Summing up the week of February 7th at Terrain Livestock Market in the slaughter market for last week, we topped at 78 and a half. 81% of the cows flipped from 58 and above. Market cows were 66 to 78. Low yielding cows, 56 to 65. Then in week cows, 55 and lower. And the Holstein Stair Market Choice and Prime, 106 to 124. Selects for 102 and down. Four beef type steers and heifers, Choice, 108 to 129. Selects were 105 and lower. In the bull market, high yielding beef types came in at 70 to 90 with the utilities at 65 and down. In the replacement calf market, good quality hosting bull calves so from 85 to $201 per head. Lighter and lower quality calves, $30 per head and down. Hosting heifer calves were 10 to $25 per head. Beef beef cross calves, 80 to 325 per head. In the hog market, butcher hogs were 61 to 67. Sows were 60 to 73 and a half. Boars were 28 and below. Our next show will be today. We'll start with calves at 5 p.m. If you have any questions or you need trucking, give us a call at the market at 715-669-7127. And check us out on the web at tlmthorpe.com. For all the future and livestock, your family owned an upright market. Have a great day. You too, Michelle. And be careful out there if you're driving for a little bit. Some snow is out there, so got to watch those ice patches. Yeah, no doubt. But <laughs> all coming to an end shortly. I know. Well, we will catch you later yeah. this week. Have a good day. You too. Take care. There she goes. That's Michelle over at Treen Livestock this morning. And we've got a busy morning. We've got markets and news coming up next. Wax 104.5, celebrating farm director Bob Bosold as the leader in Wisconsin farm broadcasting for 45 years. Congratulations, Robert, for 45 years on Wax Radio. Thank you for your tremendous dedication and promotion of agriculture. A little piece of advice, though, I have for you when you go to Europe this summer. Carry a few Euro coins with you so <laughs> when the urge becomes urgent, you can get to that turnstile to find the relief you're needed. Looking forward to our next adventure together. Randy former Chippewa County Ag Agent. Congratulations, Bob, on 45 great years as Wisconsin's premier voice in agriculture on Wax 104.5. And it's that time of the morning for some morning markets. Before we keep moving on, we've got your March corn down to at 648. March oats up 9 at 759. 
March soybeans down seven at fifteen seventy five. March soybean meal down four dollars ten cents to four fifty two fifty a ton. March wheat up a penny at seven ninety eight. Country elevators in the area. We've got Golden Plump in Arcadia at five eighty nine for corn. Baldwin, Durand, and Elmwood five ninety for corn, fifteen oh five for beans. Mondovi's at five ninety and fifteen dollars. Osseo is at five ninety and fourteen ninety five. Osseo six dollars for corn, fifteen oh five for beans. Stevens Point is at fourteen ninety one. Elk Mound is at five ninety four and fifteen oh one. Sparta at six oh two and fifteen oh three. Ellsworth five seventy seven for corn, fourteen ninety for beans. Ethanol plants in the area. Boyceville's at six ten. Stanley's at six oh one. New Richmond's at five ninety. Looking at the dairy side, barrel cheese up five and a quarter cent to a dollar ninety one. Blocks up three quarter cent. To a dollar ninety-three quarters. Double A grade butter is up seventeen and three quarters cent to two seventy-five and a half. And your class three futures for February up six at twenty eighty. March up fifty-seven at twenty-two sixty-eight. April up thirty-nine to twenty-two ninety-four. May up thirty-five to twenty-two fifty-four. June up fifteen to twenty-two twenty-five. And the markets were upward into two thousand twenty-three. It's Valentine's Day, and our Valentine to you this morning is Dr. Dan Undersander, our state forage specialist, talking about alfalfa once again on our next Grow Alfalfa Update program. And Dan, looking out at the environment. January was a pretty harsh month weather-wise. Not a lot of snow, and I'm sure there's some talk, some concern about is the alfalfa going to make it? And if some of those fields don't make it, it's not the end of the world necessarily if you have to turn over those stands with the fertilizer situation and the credits we can take, isn't there? Uh, The first thing is let's be optimistic about winter survival. While we didn't have much snow, we also didn't have long periods of cold temperatures. Uh, What counts is not the air temperature, but what the soil temperature got at uh, three or four inches below the ground level to determine whether or not the crown was killed. Uh, but uh, given that there is likely to be some and that we've had some thin stands in the past, it is important to recognize the value of turning over alfalfa. What we have seen this year with the uh, price of nitrogen fertilizer, this becomes particularly crucial for corn. If we turn over an alfalfa stand with at least four plants per square foot, we would expect 150 to 200 pounds of nitrogen fertilizer credits available for the next crop, which would likely be corn. Uh, Studies in Minnesota and Wisconsin and Utah and other places have shown that uh, this is an adequate level of nitrogen fertilization for up to 200 bushels of corn and uh, comparable silage yields. Uh, None of these studies have shown any benefit to adding nitrogen to a cornfield following a plowed down field of alfalfa that had at least four plants per square foot. The other thing that we don't often think about is uh, alfalfa gives us a rotational benefit. And we call it that because we don't know why But we do know that a number of crops yield 15 or 20 percent more following alfalfa than they do following themselves. So uh, a second-year corn, for example, uh, we would expect the yield to go up about 20 percent if that cornfield was planted instead into a field that had been alfalfa the preceding year. 
Uh, we see the same benefit with wheat. Uh, not only does the yield increase, but the... A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option.